Celtics Talk Podcast is presented by 24autogroup.com, 11 locations across New England. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Celtics Talk Podcast here on the NBC Sports Boston Podcast Network. It is the post-game pod, this time coming to you after the Celtics kind of grind out a win over the uh, frisky Orlando Magic down in Orlando. Celtics taking both nights of this back-to-back to improve to 3-0. and As always, the post-game pod is brought to you by 24autogroup.com. You'll save more at Route 24. Here's what we got coming up. We're going to play for you Derek White at the podium, talking about his monster night, that crazy dunk in the fourth quarter to sort of help the Celtics seal this victory. Uh, Abby goes one-on-one with Jason Tatum after the win. And we talk a little bit about the... Uh, you know, the Celtics issue with, with, with the big man spot on nights like this when Al Horford isn't out there. But we got to start with Derek White. And I had a chance to sit down with Derek White uh, before the Celtics left for this trip. And, you know, I, I think I wrote something over the summer about how I, I felt like Derek White really had the potential to be one of the sort of surprises of this year. Because as good as he was joining this team and, and helping that second half surge as good as he was at times throughout the playoffs like most of Boston's bench players he was a, a little bit of a roller coaster at times and especially in the finals and I I know how much uh, disappointment there was for him you know, we talked about in that interview about going back and only watching game six and just you know remembering the way it made him feel and using that as motivation going into the summer where with only three months to to kind of work on and tweak his game I think it's been really impressive. You can tell that that three-point shot just looks different. And the success with that, to me, has given him a new sort of confidence on the floor and really unlocked his full potential. Even as he's running with the first unit here to start the year with the Celtics dealing with injuries, just feels like Derek's so much more comfortable, picks his spots well, can put the focus on the defensive end, and yet there's nights like this where you know, with Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown struggling, they need him to help carry the offensive load. And with Tatum going for 40, he was the tag team partner in this one. Uh, just a, a bunch of plays throughout this game that Derek White just either knocked down open threes or uh, found the right time to cut. And then there was that dunk. I mean, more like Derek Flight, am I right? Our producer Mark gets credit for that one. But, uh, Derek White was challenged by his friends, evidently. He'll, you'll hear this later as he talks about uh, that dunk in particular, to uh, to dunk more this year, that it was something he did a lot more earlier in his career uh, and, and, and maybe gotten away from it a little bit. And so uh, he's going to show off those hops at times. And boy, did he in Orlando just sort of picking a spot, coming off Tatum and, and just exploding to the basket at a point where uh, the Celtics needed a, uh, a bucket to start separating from the Orlando Magic. And so, you know, Derek's role this season is going to be, I think, a little bit malleable, right? So starting the year now probably fills the gap as a starter for most nights until Rob is back. We'll then probably shuffle back to a reserve role and things will get a little bit more cr- crowded there because you're sharing backcourt minutes with uh, Malcolm Brogdon in that instance. And yet, the Celtics are going to play small even when Rob is back. And there's going to be opportunities for, for all these guys because of their versatility uh, to sort of fill in and and and, uh, and play a hefty role. 
thought it was interesting this week, Joe Mazzulla was talking a lot about Derek's confidence. And that was something they wanted to like sort of rekindle this this offseason. He doesn't come off as a super confident guy in the way that he carries himself, in the way that like some, I guess, scorers might in the NBA. But it's fun talking to him because he does have this sort of internal confidence. And I, but I think they needed the Celtics wanted to kick that up a little bit. Before the season, when we sat down on media day, I actually asked Derek, I said, you know, we're asking all the players, who do you think is going to be have a chance to be the biggest breakout, the biggest surprise? And he answered himself, which not a lot of players did. Not that a lot of players wanted to answer themselves, uh, but I thought it was funny because, again, Derek doesn't come off as a guy that uh, necessarily likes to toot his own horn or, or, or feels like it's the, that, that the stats are a huge deal to him. So I thought it was interesting that he pointed to himself. And, you know, he went on to say, like, he pointed to Hauser and some of the other guys on the team. Uh, but uh, Joe Mazzulla said this week they they want him to carry himself with that confidence because when he plays confident, he plays to a different level. And we saw that on Saturday night in Orlando. I, not to take away because there wasn't a lot of defense out on the court for these Celtics, but I think I thought White in particular had good moments, taking a late charge, you know, getting his hand in the cookie jar and stripping a couple guys in there. Uh, this is why Brad Stevens was willing to give up a first-round pick and the future pick swap to go get a Derek White at the deadline last year because he fits so perfectly with what the Celtics want to do on both ends of the court. And as much as he aided last year's run, I think there's an even greater opportunity this season for Derek White to really leave an imprint on whatever the Celtics accomplished this season. So good to see him, you know, good to see that shot falling for him, considering that work he put in this summer. Good to see him have a night where they needed him to help get to the finish line. Uh, And I think it hammers home uh, uh, the greater point here, too, that the Celtics sort of outside the core guys, you know, and I I would say that's probably Marcus, Jalen, Jason, Rob, and Al, the, the usual starting five, it's such a luxury for this team now to have a Derek White playing to this level. Malcolm Brogdon hasn't had a shot falling to start the year, but still finds ways to impact just based on the way he attacks the basket or creates for others. Um, you got Grant Williams, who seemingly, since not getting his extension, cannot miss from the corner uh, and being looking like he's going to be a, uh, continue to be a legitimate threat from the, the perimeter. Might be setting himself up for that nice payday down the road. So everything that the Celtics needed back in June, they're showing here early in the year, and it's a big reason why they are three and zero now to start the season. All right, let's get into the other stuff. I'll let Derek talk for himself, and you can hear hear all that. Uh, let's 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 get into our post game coverage after the Celtics take down the Orlando Magic. I've been telling everybody in the locker room that I was going to dunk more this year um, and just found that was a good opportunity to go and do it. So um, I started my career dunking here and there, and the last couple of years I kind of went away from it. So I was, I'm going to try to get back to it. So we'll see here and there if I get my opportunity to try to go for it. Hi. Do you guys doubt your dunking ability? 
you know, my, my boys back home were talking about how I don't dunk anymore. So, you know, I told them I had to get back, get back to it. So, um, I think people here are kind of surprised that I dunk too. So, I'm trying to show them I can do it again. Your best game as a Celtic is this the most comfortable that you felt? Yeah, yeah, man. I've been feeling comfortable this whole training camp and this whole preseason, the whole first couple games. So. Um, I mean, I think a big thing this summer was just confidence for me, and I mean that's just what I was focusing on and uh, doing a lot of different things to to get back to that way. So um, felt good out there and found a way to get a win. Was it just a matter of seeing that first shot go down the corner three? I mean, you're almost perfect from out there. Yeah, um, I mean, we got JB, we got JT Smart. I mean, you're getting a lot of attention, so. I gotta just space the floor, and when I'm open, they they want me to shoot it, so I gotta knock it down. So, um, good to see the first one go in, like always. You said you didn't change too much with your shot over the summer. Um, just what's different about the way it's coming out, or just how you the quality of the shots? What do you think it is that's helped your percentage increase? Um, yeah, I mean, just having good energy, good flow, um, and don't think, just catch a shoot, let it go if it's open and um, try a good arc as well. So other than that, just do what I've been doing my whole life and um, off to a good start. But I mean, we just got to just keep putting good days together. You always talk about playing different styles. And this one, you go small a little bit more with Francis and five. Uh, are those things you kind of talk about going into a game? Or did you just kind of develop a game plan throughout based on what style you're going to play? Yeah, I think it's just the, the flow of the game. Um, we went small today. Um, I think like the first game we went big, and so um, the coaches just read it and uh, whatever line we put out there. We got five guys that can do a lot of different things, so we just got to go out there and compete. Some nights you're going to need to score, other nights pass, other nights you know, play defense, all three. What made like tonight a night you're like, okay, here, I need to score? Uh, I just think I, I was getting good looks, um, just playing off with the guys, and, um, and you miss, you make a couple, then you just try to get, get more and more involved in the offense. So um, the coaching staff always tell me to be aggressive, and um, some games will happen more than others, and I just got to take advantage of when, when that comes. When the first few go down, do you think to yourself, because it seems like your teammates are trying to feed you now, and you see that you're hot, do you sense that? Yeah, I mean, um, we got a lot of unselfish guys that are, are doing a good job of um, finding a hot hand. I mean, when I'm out there and someone else is hot, I try to try to do the same the same thing. So um, it's fun playing that way, and um, we have a lot of fun out there with each other. You got used to this defensive system pretty quickly. You have a couple guys who are trying to get used to it, Malcolm, Blake, whatever. How, how do you guys Um, just this playing, the more you do it, the, the more comfortable you get. Um, I mean, I felt like last year I was just playing catch up the whole time. So um, we got a lot of guys that have been together for a long time. So they kind of do it their, their way, and you kind of have to find a way to, to help them that way. So um, the more you do it, the more comfortable it is. Uh, and then they'll, they'll pick it up pretty quickly. Derek, uh, what's the difference between this year's team and last year's? What's the environment now after the finals, and what has changed in, in, in y'all's game mentally and you know, in the season? 
I mean, that, that experience of making it to the finals was uh, big for each person that was part of that, that team last year. And um, we came back with the mindset of uh, we got to start from day one. So um, add in Malcolm, add in Noah, Blake. Um, I don't want to forget anybody, but everybody that we added has bought in as well. And um, the people that came back, we had the right mindset. So um, it's the third game of the year, but long season. We just got to build each and every game. How much confidence does it give you that you guys are able to win games like this? Coming off last year, the second half of back-to-back that you are able to grind it out. Yeah, I mean, not ideal. Um, obviously, we didn't play the best defensively. Um, probably something that we're going to watch film on. and. The coach staff's going to be on, on us about. So um, learn learn from that. Um, obviously, we try to be a lot better defensively, but uh, you got to find ways to win games ugly in this league sometimes, and, and we're able to do that tonight. Celtics team showing you to start this season. So they're winning in different ways, right? Like they've had to play a bunch of close games, a couple one of the lopsided there on opening night. But you fight, sometimes you got to just figure it out. And on a night where Jalen Brown didn't have it going, when Marcus Smart didn't have it going early, you had Tatum sort of carrying you, and then guys like Derek White really kicking it up when they needed to. And I think this is why you need depth. This is why you make those trades like Brad did last season to bolster this roster. It's why you're bringing guys like Malcolm Brogdon this year. So you're just going to have to lean on your depth some nights. And I told you, Amina, mm. this Magic team, frisky. They but were frisky. This, they, I mean, they, <laughs> and sometimes you're going to trade baskets. I'd love, to, I'd love to sit here and say the Celtics, we wanted to see them kind of assert themselves. But in the absence of that, finding a way to win isn't the worst thing. Yeah, the Orlando Magic, they were frisky in this one. But Derek White, he had himself mm. a game 27 points in this matchup and the most points that he scored in a Boston Celtics jersey. And it really all started in that fourth quarter where he turned things around, really changed the momentum. What did you see out of Derek White when this game started to turn and really when the Celtics tried to pull away? Mm -hmm. Well, first in general, you can tell how much more comfortable he is mm. here in Boston. I got a chance to sit that with down with him last week. And think about it. Like, he gets traded here, and he's got to get comfortable. They go on this crazy second-half run. They go to this crazy playoff run. He has a baby during the Eastern Conference Finals. His head was spinning the whole time, and he didn't really kind of look up until July and be like, whoa, this was, this was wild. And now he sort of got, comes to camp this year, and he's feeling a lot more confident about himself and a lot more confident in his shot. And I just love the way he's playing. And Joe Mazzulla has talked about this, too. When he's confident and going at the basket and doing good things, good things happen. But, I mean, this was a Oh, third. my goodness. Taking the elevator I'm telling you, my jaw was on the floor when I saw that play. I did not have Derek White dunking on my bingo card tonight, <laughs> Forsberg. Not at all. I'm not. But, and, then, and then he kind of threw it back to what he's, what he's better known for and taking the charge. And Blake and Marcus are all fired up about it. Derek White impacts winning at both ends of the court. It won't always show up in the point total like it did tonight. But he makes good things happen. That's why they brought him up on that first unit. He's malleable. He can play with anybody when he's out there. And I, and I just can't say it enough. I don't, his role is going to fluctuate. He's going to go back to the bench at some point. He might not play all, as many minutes on nights. But he's going to find ways to impact winning. And that's all you can ask for from the people that you're bringing into this organization. Well, a big night from Derek White, but also a big night for Jason Tatum. 40 points in this matchup and finds himself in some elite company. Tatum with 104 points through the first three games. And take a look at this. Most points by a Celtic over the first three games of the season. Great company right here. Larry Bird. You got Paul Pierce.
Pierce on this list as well, Bob Cousy. But you take a look at Larry Bird in 84 and 85 and Bob Cousy in 56 and 57. They went on to an NBA MVP. So just putting that out there in the atmosphere. All right, let's head out to Abby Chen, who's with Tatum right now. Jason, you spoke last night about the joy this team is playing with. This game, though, was an all-out battle. What did it take, and, and what made the difference? Uh, man, I mean, we got to give some credit. They, they play with confidence. They made shots. Um, but we got to be better. You know, 120 points, 100-plus points in the first game. You know, that's just not who we are. Uh, and, I mean, it's a back-to-back. -back. It's early. But, you know, if we're trying to get back to where we want to be, you know, we got to play way better than this. And it shouldn't take, you know, the back and forth for us to, you know, play the right way on both ends. Uh, so we just got to start, start better. Um, and just play together um, way better than we did this game. Did get the win, your first 40-point game of the season. Did your friend, fellow Dookie, Paolo, did he make you angry early on there with the no call on the foul? Is that what got you going? Uh, I mean, we just felt like it was too comfortable for them as a group. Uh, you know, we weren't applying the, the pressure that we normally do. Um, and, you know, any NBA player, you know, if they're comfortable, they would play with confidence, they're going to be good. So. Uh, you know, I just wanted to ramp it up, you know, and then everybody else ramp it up as well and uh, get a win. I know you're sick of hearing about your slow starts. You've done the opposite this season. You've scored the most points by any Celtic in the first three games. How, what does this feel like for you right now when you're on the floor? Uh, feels good. Uh, you know, happy to be back playing basketball after the, you know, the summertime and after losing in the finals. All I could think about just getting ready to plan and start a new chapter. Uh, I've said it a million times, it was a long, miserable summer. Um, so I just wanted to get back out here and compete um, and just try to win. I don't know how many points I score. I just want to get back to that point. So uh, I just, you know, try to come out here and win every game we can. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. You hear that MVP chance inside of the Amway Center down there in Orlando and Jason Tatum embracing it all as he gets into the tunnel. And, you know, you hear Jason Tatum talk about we got to be better. And you know what, Forsberg, listening to Jason Tatum through these first three games and even in the preseason and also in the offseason, there's something different. Mm -hmm. He is very upset about what happened last season and them not winning an NBA championship. And you could tell through these first three games. Yeah, what do you call it? Long, miserable summer. Mm -hmm. and like I, he, Every time he's been asked about it, he said, like, leaving the house was miserable because everyone would come up to him and be like, hey, good job in the NBA Finals. And that's the last thing you want to hear as a player because it all makes you think about is how close you were to accomplishing the goal and the fact that you didn't do it. I love that on a night where he goes out and scores 40 points and helps his team to what we would probably say is an uglier win, it, his first reaction is, man, we got to be better on defense. So he's saying all the right things. His mindset is completely right. I do agree. I think it has shifted. But, I mean, the bigger conversation here is he's, he's going to be in, in the MVP conversation, right? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. He has to be. He muscled his way in last year because of how good he was over the course of those final two and a half months. And, but, like, slow start Tatum is done. Mm -hmm. And I keep saying it. If he's this good now, what happens come January when he really starts to, to, to ratchet it up? When he take, goes to that next gear, it, it, it's really, it just shows how motivated he is from this offseason how much he's invested in, in his game to get back there. Like, the floater is, is just more crisp this year. He's more aggressive at the basket. He's not settling for three-pointers. He's forcing the issue. He's showing off that strength. 
So there's just so many good things that are happening right now. And I don't know how long it's going to take, but the, the national buzz will start soon. If the Celtics are winning like they are right now, we'll be talking about Jason Tatum as an MVP candidate. 22 points that the Orlando Magic got off of those second chance points. But when you take a look at that, Forsberg, how did that hurt the Celtics in this matchup and kind of hold them back a little bit? Yeah, so like, let's face it, you, we understand, right? With no, Al, with no Al Horford, with no Rob Williams, you're going to be a little bit more undersized. This was Luke Cornett's first time on a basketball court in a game this season after having the ankle injury during the preseason. And there's only so much we can expect from Noah Vonley. So there's going to be nights where you're challenged, and especially against a team like the Magic, who are just ooze length and, and athleticism. So uh, I'm not gonna get too worked up about second chance points and offensive rebounds. If it becomes a consistent problem moving forward, if the Celtics going small in this absence of Rob does become an issue, then we have to think about it. And I think we, we, it will become a bigger deal and we'll, we'll be putting, you know, questioning whether Brad Stevens needs to, needs to make a move sooner to add another big man. But I just think this is one of those matchup situations that Celtics just got to go back to basics. Better boxing out, better, you know, attacking the glass, finding ways to not get hurt as much as they did tonight. When you talk about length and athleticism with the opponents that the Celtics are facing and knowing that they're playing a bit smaller out there without Rob Williams, just how are they handling it, at least so far that we've seen in the season? Of course, obviously, they're 3-0, and but when you nitpick and take a look at it, the details, like how are they handling it? Yeah, like I start to think back. So, I mean, Embiid's just a different beast, but I actually thought they did a pretty good job of, of, of I mean, he's going to get a, a million rebounds no matter what, but I thought it could have been a lot worse. Uh, in Miami, you know, kind of a, not a team that gushes size, so I thought they were okay. So, yeah, I think there's just going to be, it's going to all depend on matchups, and I, I think they've handled it well to this point. Tonight, they just got a little sloppy, and again, it gets back to the basics. Like, if you, if you know that you, you're, you've got to put a body on someone and you're not doing it, that, that guy's going to creep in. It's on everyone from the guards to the bigs to figure that out.